When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. So I understand uh, somebody's probably got questions right now on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. You can catch it on Sirius XM Channel 80. It's presented by Progressive Insurance. A couple sober hosts here filling in on Canty and Carlin. Andre Snellings riding along with me, and I'm Jordan Cornett. And like I said, we are sober. As for the guy who joins us now uh, of Canty and Carlin fame, it's their host, Chris Carlin, who understands half's questions. I believe he's sober, but I know he's inquisitive. Chris, what's going on, my friend? I, I am sober, and I, I'm at... I'm- <laughs> I'm excited uh, to talk to you more so than usual, and I'm saying something because this uh, this is fascinating to me. I have really uh, I've seen drunk people on a plane before, but nobody's ever caused an incident really yet. Yeah, uh, a drunk flight attendant, and it sounds as if Jordan, please correct me if I'm wrong. If you recognize the situation. Pretty much immediately, but when you got on the plane. So, see what happened was, Chris, and I, <laughs> I need to serve the caveat of we don't know for certain until the the the, the, the man. By the way, it was man allegedly. Young man, uh, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly was drunk. We can't say yeah. with any definitive. It certainly looked that way. I was the first one on the plane. I'm big. I like to have my legs stretched out, so I make sure I get a seat that provides that. First seat on the plane happened to be the situation this time. I come on the plane. I walk by the guy who's the flight attendant. There's always one position in the front of the plane, usually one in the back. It's a smaller plane. It's a 10 p.m. flight connecting from D.C., heading back to Connecticut to come home after a long few days on the road. Uh, The second leg of the flight, I come on. First flight attendant is sitting right there, standing right there. It's this young man. He's got his earbuds in. He's on FaceTime talking to his buddy. Some of the language he was using was a little bit foul. You don't typically see that when you get on a plane with a flight attendant. That is pretty new. I sit down. I mind my own business. It's late. I'm just trying to get home. Don't want to rock the boat. Just want that thing to get up in the air and get home. You know how it goes. Get the bird up and let's go. So I sit down. People start to start to come in and file in. Woman sits across from me up front and goes, does something smell like vomit to you? As a matter oh, of fact, it does. I then start to sniff and pick up a scent. It smells like rum. It's coming from the front of the plane. Okay, whatever. Beyond that, so people start moving in. Another another elderly lady who's hunched over carrying her bags is like, I don't know how I'm going to make it to the back. Flight attendant doesn't budge. Still on FaceTime, talking to his buddy. Still choice language. Can't believe it. Starting to connect the dots. I keep it moving. I grab the bags from the lady. I said, let me help you out. Let me get you to your seat. What seat are you? 18. Take her back there. Get her situated. Other flight attendant, who was great, goes, let me take those bags. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out what's going on up front. Hand the bags to her. Go back to my seat. Still mind my own business. Because at the end of the day, you know what? I'm not going to rock the boat. Flight the, the flight attendant may not be his best self, but the pilot seemed to be fine. I just want to get home to my wife and kids. So right. I stay there minding my own business. A couple of minutes later, a woman in the back needs a glass of water because she ran to make the flight. She requests a glass of water. The other flight attendant, the woman, gets it, notices she might not be okay, this other passenger. She doesn't want the flight to go in the air and have a medical emergency. She says, let's wait here until we figure it out. She then asks the guy we suspect to be drunk, the flight attendant, for another set of eyes to decide if this woman is okay in the back. Bad decision. 
This guy then, the flight attendant, stumbles towards the back, can't find the person that the other flight attendant identified that could be in distress. It wasn't an emergency, but just to put eyes on her, he stumbles into her, bumps into her, finds the woman that was in distress, says, what's in your bottle? Is that alcohol? What are you, drunk? And why is that cup of ice? Where did you get it? All of this very aggressive. He's leaning over on her for no good reason because the woman is just trying to get a glass of water because she's a little distressed. She then goes, because she had to at that point, Hey, would you please stop harassing me? And it seems like you're the drunk one. You smell, and you're coming at me aggressively. And he was cursing at her. It was all very weird. So when that's that allegation gets made, then FAA has to get involved, supervisor to come oh. out. She checks the woman in the back that's sitting down, tells the story. She comes back up to the male flight attendant who was suspected of being drunk, says to him, yeah, because of this allegation, we've got to take this very serious. You can't be on this flight, and we're going to have to test your blood alcohol level. She then walks off the plane. She's like, grab your stuff. He lingers for a minute, chugs three dang near gallon bottles of water. You could tell he knew he was in trouble there. At that point, you might as well put a tag on you. I'm in trouble. I'm not allegedly. I'm probably drunk. And uh, that ended up happening. He gets excused, cursing on his way out that he can't effing believe this, MF this. Wild scene. We then get a reserve flight attendant who comes on, but three hours of paperwork later, I arrive home at 3 a.m., what a journey it was, Chris. Wow. 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 Yes. I, I, There's I'm, your whole story. I mean, I hate to say it. Like, I'm kind of jealous. I, I kind of <laughs> want to see an incident happen like that. Let, let me, let me nothing, tell you this. Nothing serious. Not nothing what I was expecting to hear. <laughs> yeah, no violence, no nothing, Andre. I just... I, I like to be entertained by the awkward, and that would be amazing. It was incredibly <laughs> awkward. I will give a hat tip to American Airlines. They did make it right. They oh, did good value for them. me good and, and others as a customer, so hat tip to them. you got to hope that's a one-off. But the audacity, y'all, of this dude to just say, I'm going to FaceTime my buddy. Wow. I'm going to hang out and chill up here and do my thing. And if somebody has the audacity to question me, I'm MFing everybody. I thought wow. it was a bold approach. Andre, have you ever had anything happen on a plane like that? I've never had anything happen like that. Like that was, you know, an emergency that in hindsight could be be funny. Um, I had a situation where the guy next to me went into distress, um, you know, huh. visible distress. And I had to chase down the, the flight attendants and, and get them to help the man. And, and they were able to do so. And and, you know, like it, it ended up being a positive because, you know, the brother was 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 real cool. He actually you know, uh, worked for ESPN. And so, um, oh, wow. But, um, but, but nothing to that level of awkward and just well, painfulness. Let, let me throw this out, too, because I do need to mention this part. I was not the snitch. I, the guy was clearly in a bad spot. I wasn't going to put him out there and quite possibly cost him his job, despite the fact that it was him who indeed was costing himself by putting himself in that position. But I wasn't the one who, 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 who blew the whistle on him. I was just trying to say, hey, I'll manage this guy. We can get up in the air. Uh, obviously, flight attendants play a big role, but I don't want to be the one to cause this downfall on what's clearly a low point for this guy. Well, but then yeah, he took it to I'm... a point with these people where at that point he exposed himself, it blew up, and then he got aggressive with everybody, which left you no choice but to say, hey, I'm reaching out to American. This is unacceptable. Yeah, see, to me, that, that wouldn't have even been st- uh, snitching at that point. You're just calling your attention to the fact that there's a problem here. Yeah, because you never I, I know at that point. I don't point, consider that snitching. You no, never know at that point, not. Chris, what's going to happen, I guess. And, and in hindsight, I probably should have been proactive in saying something because you never know once you get up in the air what's going to happen when a guy's at, at that level. Yeah, see, the only thing I've ever had happen is a, a few times I've I've seen people treat flight attendants poorly, and that really will aggravate me. Hate that. Hate that. So at that point, 
given my size, if you are within two rows of that happening, because usually, you know, that's when I would have noticed it. I wouldn't notice it in the front of the plane. It, if I have noticed that now, I am going to do everything to make your flight as uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, exactly. like I had one guy do that who was just being a complete jerk to this uh, flight attendant who was sitting right in front of me, and he pushed his seat back, and I waited for him to fall asleep, and then I just kind of, as I was, you know, getting up to go to the bathroom, I just kind of gave a little forearm shiver to the back of the chair, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, nothing but, that's but violent, but aren't certainly you, something they're going to be like, oh, what happened? Aren't you, know? you allowed to recline though on the plane? Is that not wildly accepted? I, I'm always you're allowed to recline that. in the plane. Absolutely, I would say though that like the, there are two instances in which you're not allowed to recline on the plane. Number one, if you are in the second to last row of the plane. True. The person in the last row cannot recline. Not fair to it's them. Very true. They're just trapped. Bad enough they're sitting next to the bathroom, right? Secondly, <laughs> yes, I, I would say if you are in an exit row and you, or if you're in. Uh, economy plus and the next row behind you is not economy plus you don't need that you, you don't, don't need, need to recline because you've already got enough I, trust me i am very my wife and i are v- like i have been picked apart by my wife traveling for my travel etiquette and now i'd like to think that i'm among the most courteous people you could travel how about with. bare feet if you see bare feet are you saying uh, something, if i see bare feet that's automatically like that dude i'm opening the door and throwing him off the plane <laughs> We might be mid air, ground or in the air. Yeah, I there mean, is a, a couple line of people might get, a couple of people might get sucked out. That's collateral damage. I'm sorry, <laughs> and I think those people would understand. You take your, I think you maybe they would disagree with you. Oh, I just, God. I, I, we'll get to sports here in a second. I just got to say, of all the times traveling, and I know the three of us have spent a great deal traveling in our time with covering sport, and blessed to do so. I've never had an experience like that in my life. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen that. Yeah, and all jokes set aside, you know, the flight attendant is still a person of authority on the plane. Like, he's not flying it, but he's a person of authority. Oh, so, yeah. you know, Do you, you want can't somebody have drunk that. in case there is an emergency? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and this is what somebody else said, which is true. Let that person have been a passenger drunk on a plane. We've seen the videos. Oh, yeah. They're sending security out there. They're carrying you out. They're, They're throwing dragged you off. back mm-hmm. off of that plane. And, and mm-hmm. so for that part, to kind of see the dichotomy of it be flipped that drastically, where my man walked off on his own, too, we don't get that luxury as passengers. Well, uh, next so it's time, a very here's different, the lesson. Uh, setup. Next, here's the lesson. Next time, just videotape it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. have your phone. Thing, it's I was history. just so close to the action. I was right there front and center. It would have been such... And an egregious, aggressive move to have that camera out right there. But I'm stunned nobody around me had the wherewithal to do it. Probably because it was so late. Dude, you're like giant. I I don't care how aggressive it is. I don't think he's stepping to you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Listen, what are you, 6'7", 6'8"? 6'8". Yeah. You don't have to worry about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Carlin, talk to me about last night. You watched the Denver Nuggets get it done in five games. We watched a pretty special group. Maybe it hasn't gotten the fanfare of some other champions we've seen in recent memory. Uh, But what a dominant run in the postseason for these Nuggets. I mean, you think about the fact that they won 10 of their last 11 games in the postseason. We almost kind of forget about that um, because of really what the Heat had done leading into this series Man, it, it was just fun to watch them. It, it truly was. And we've watched them, I think, most uh, more than most people in the country. And I feel good for Jokic because as hard as this is to believe, six, seven, eight years uh, into his career, this felt like his coming out party because America, the casual basketball fan, had not really seen him play. 
And to see somebody like that who, for the first time ever, leads the finals in points, assists, and rebounds all together uh, in the playoffs, excuse me, that's just an incredible performance on his part. And here's the other thing. I, I knew the Heat were in trouble at two different junctures. Number one, uh, in game four, when Jokic picked up his fight, fifth foul, thanks, Scott Foster, um, mm. as soon as that happened <laughs> and the Heat were not able to capitalize, you knew they were dead in the water in that game. And then last night, uh, to me, it really boiled down to the fact that uh, I think it was tied at 60 apiece, and the Nuggets were really not playing all that well, and the game was still tied. Mm-hmm. Uh, you knew that problems were ahead for for the Heat there. I, I, I'm i happy that the best team uh, won overall, and I would say that uh, in this case, um, we, we start looking forward now already, and you understand why people start using the D word uh, yep. to figure out exactly what uh, the chances are of a dynasty in the next few years. So, yeah, you, you, you queued me up with the D word. But before that, you were talking about Jokic. So mm. I'll bring it there. You know, I love to take it to the barbershop, right? We, we mm. just talked about uh, who I, I consider Kenny, the top I, centers. I, I, I don't think Carlin spends a lot of time in the barbershop. <laughs> you know, that's unnecessary. <laughs> Maybe that's, a different barbershop. That's my guy. I'm just, <laughs> just calling balls and strikes here. Chris is calling bar, balls and strikes, but we can take it it's to the fair. shop. This, this is fair, but you know you don't have to be in the barbershop to have a barbershop conversation. <laughs> exactly. So, If we're talking top centers of all time, I argue Russell, Kareem, Shaq, uh, Elijah Duncan, and Wilt are uh, are still comfortably ahead of Jokic, but that he's battling with the Moses Malones and David Robinsons of the world, and that Wilt has to look in the rearview mirror. Where would you say that Jokic kind of stands in your pantheon of all-time centers? I'm kind of right there with you. Um, and my thought process is I was going through some things this morning. So we have uh, had an MVP in the NBA since 1955. That's when the award came up. Um, so that's roughly 70 years. We've had 24 multiple-time MVPs, and we've had seven that have won three or more. He's going to win another. Um, He's already got a title. I think there's only, uh, I believe, 11 total that have two MVPs and one title. It's hard for me to imagine, at 28 years old, that Jokic is not going to position himself in the next five years to be in that category. I I would agree we are not there yet. But, I I mean, as far as the pure numbers of what he does and how he affects the game, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I saw Wilt play, but those are the same kind of numbers, right? Those Mm -hmm. are, I mean, not 50 points a game, but the assists, the rebounds, all of that that makes everybody else better, that's what we're talking about here. I... I don't know. At the end of the day, when I don't know that we'll ever be able to call him the greatest center of all time, but I think he will finish in the top three. I honestly do. And you're not talking about a Porzingis approach to the game with that type of body. You're not talking about a Zion, a high-impact type of player, a Shaq, just physically dominant. Although we've men- mentioned here a few times that the Joker is a mountain of a man, but his low-impact, crafty, wily veteran style of play, people make the joke about the YMCA game that tracks in terms of the ability to do this at a very high level for several years moving forward. 
which, like you said, Carlin, puts him in position to go get more of that hardware, both on an individual and a team level. As for the team, the Denver Nuggets, the path arguably being of not least resistance, but lesser resistance. What do you make of that as people make value of this most recent champion, the Denver Nuggets? I think it's, I think it's garbage. I, I really, what, what are you supposed to do? You know, you, you exactly. can only play the teams that are in front of you. We can start treating teams, um, you know, when we say teams, we're play-in teams. Okay, but in spirit, were the Lakers a play-in team? No. Nope. None of us were treating them that way. They were the prohibitive favorite, according to a lot of sites. Right. Uh, in spirit, after everything the Heat had done, we were no longer treating them as play-in teams. I, I don't worry about that nearly as much. I, I think that if you had put... um. Could the road have been a little bit tougher? Sure. But I, I, I think that if you had put uh, any of the other really good teams in the West in front of them, they would have beaten them. They were the number one team in the West during the regular season. It doesn't matter as much uh, as it does in the postseason. But I, I still believe they would have gotten the job done, uh, no matter who they were facing. Uh, it, one thing that last night did um, really leave me wanting it got me excited for the possibility, depending on what they do uh, with their free agents this offseason, I, I want to see Giannis and Jokic. That would be an epic matchup in a finals, and I hope in the next couple of years we get a chance to see that. Walkie's got some work to do. Absolutely. Yeah, they do. And with Middleton and with Brooke Lopez, uh, both those free agents, you know, that's obviously a concern. All right. So we've been talking about the Nuggets for good reason. But what about that other team? You know, um, yeah. does Miami need another star, and who do you think they can add? To me, there is one player in the league that immediately challenges the Nuggets if he's put on one of two teams. That's Dame. And if you put him on the Heat, or if you put him on the Sixers, I believe he. I believe they're right there with the Nuggets. I honestly do. Can you I, can you imagine Dame Lillard with the Miami Heat in that culture? <laughs> he just and his perfectly. relationship with Bam, he's talked openly about. It makes a lot of sense for yeah. a lot of reasons. And also his approach to the game fits that Heat culture style, right? He hasn't had that alongside his ability. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I, and I'd love, to, I'd love to get your guys' opinion on this real quick because I've been thinking about this a lot since the finals started. How do you think Joel Embiid feels right now? that they decided to ride with Tobias Harris and Ben yeah. Simmons yeah. as opposed to Jimmy Butler. I contend that if the Sixers had stuck with Jimmy Butler, they'd have a title by now. We I might be talking right. about them as a potential dynasty. I mean, yeah. that, having that early conversation of what they can do moving forward, it speaks to who Jimmy Butler is. I had a chance to cover him in Chicago, knew he was special then. Uh, and he talks about you know the genesis of his approach and being around those guys early on there. He talked about the leadership in Chicago and the players and, and how he learned to become a pro there, his relationship with Tibbs moving forward. He was just ingrained in the game at an early stage amongst culture guys that helped cultivate the guy he is. And, of course, his backstory, young, hungry, and grateful for the opportunity with how far he's come and his story well told of his life. It's 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 got to crush Philly to see what could have been, especially uh, how he's lifted up this Miami team. It's like nothing we've seen. Yeah, I would think Embiid in particular. Like, we stuck with Ben Simmons over this. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Chris Carlin, man, uh, stay ready when you jump on those flights, man. You Clearly. never know 
what's going to happen, my friend? I clearly, but now I feel, you know, I feel, I feel more prepared. Certainly, yeah, right. Just right keep now, your eyes and ears you. open. See something, you say something, man. Lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. He's Chris Carlin. Chris, we appreciate the time, my friend. All right, fellas. Thanks, Thank Chris. You. Take care, Andre. Can Jimmy be the best player, Andre, on a championship team? Hold that thought. We'll get right into it after Andre has this from FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. Good grief. Visit FanDuel.com slash play and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Back to Butler, contested three, missed it. Rebound, Bruce Brown. Miami has to foul. They do with 14 seconds to go. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets are finally NBA champions. We would have liked to have been able to climb the mountaintop to be able to get that final win. You know, I told each one of the guys I love them, and I'm just super grateful that we were able to go through all of the experiences. I uh, can't ask what day of the week it is now, Andre. It's clearly Tuesday. <laughs> Club's going up. ESPN Radio's going up. So's Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. 
Presented by Progressive Insurance. Nope, not Kenny. Nope, not Carlin. I'm Jordan Cornette. Alongside me, Andre Snellings, ESPN NBA senior writer and analyst. And uh, look, we're going to talk about the Heat because there's a question marks on that group. A historic run. Just heard from Coach Spo. Uh, feel like there's still a lot left in the tank from this group. Certainly was like no eight seed we had ever seen besides maybe that next group that made that run uh, over two decades ago now at this point. Uh, but let's stay focused still on these nuggets and join the conversation on the CC call in line one eight 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 say ESPN are the nuggets the next NBA dynasty uh, Matt in Durham has some angst Matt what's up yeah I'm right here how you guys doing thanks for taking my call of course I, I, th- I think and like I said I listen to you guys all the time like I said new guys right now but I would love for us to not start talking about a dynasty and just appreciate what we've seen Every single show I've watched, and I watch ESPN all day in between work, we're trying to compare them to somebody else. It cheats them, but it really cheats us because we don't get to really enjoy the majesty we've just seen because now we're like, what about the Bulls? What about the Heat? What about those Celtics? What about those Lakers? Now, hold up, Matt. The fact what, we're, that, what we're not doing, though, we're not comparing them to those other dynasties per se. What we're trying to do is, look, season's over. We want to talk hoops like you do, Matt. We're trying to sit here and identify, is it a group that has potential to do it? And Coach Malone was just talking about, we want one, and we're going to chase more. No, no, LeBron LeBron said he wanted seven. But what I'm saying is, it's the day day after. Like, it's not a week later. And we're on a radio. Yes, I, I, I completely understand. It's the day after. I would love for us to just talk about what we've seen and analyze what we've seen and realize that just like the Bucks, if they win one in grand fashion, that does not diminish who they are. Now, would we love them to win three, four, five? I wouldn't. I'm a Lakers fan. However, I would respect that. But if we could just take a second exhale and give 48 hours, 72 hours, just say like, man, what we just saw, Hey Matt, Matt, let me do it. Let me let me ask you a favor, man. You're a loyal listener. Let's keep you for a second. Let's have fun here. Let's take a listen to Coach Michael okay. Malone uh, post game after the the historic win for the Nuggets franchise. Pat Riley Mike. I I said something many years ago. I used to have it up on my board when I was a head coach in Sacramento, and I talked about the evolution uh, in this game and how you go from a nobody to an upstart, and you go from an upstart to a winner, and a winner to a contender and a contender to a champion. And the last step is after a champion is to be a dynasty. So we're not satisfied. We accomplished something this franchise has never done before, but we have a lot of young, talented players in that locker room. And I think we just showed through 16 playoff wins um, what we're capable of on the biggest stage in the world. So now, Matt, the captain of the chip, the ship who led them to a chip, is sitting there that very night. Talking about what it takes, because yes. we all know it takes something to get to the top, but staying at the right, top right. is what it's all about. Right, right. So, 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 like I said, I'm a nerd. You know, I got a degree in chemistry. <laughs> I, like I play, a, I, I play, I, I play pickup ball and okay. and uh, and all that stuff. Seem like a cool I'm nerd a to me. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. If if I was ten inches taller. I would be at the end of somebody's bench making $12 million right now, but I'm not. If ifs were splits, so, you know what we'd all be. Yes, sir. Right, if it was a split, I got you. <laughs> I like you guys. I know, send, me, send me a link. But this is the thing. The, the, the problem is this. 
even with him saying that, even with that going on, we have so many amazing players. Yeah. You look at Allen Iverson, made it to one finals. You look at these guys who are phenomenal players, and because we're looking to see, like, well, was he like Jordan or was he like Pippen or was he like you know, Sean Kemp back in the day, we, we, the first thing we do when we see an amazing player is try to compare him to amazing players from another hey. era instead of just saying what we're seeing right now, like right now, is phenomenal. Now, if they win again next year, I promise you, I can send you my email. You can have my cell phone number. I'll give you my wife's number. You can call me Dang, back. And wow. say, that, hey, let, hey let, chill, cuz. You got the wrong show, man. <laughs> like, you can like, call me back and be like, yo, okay, they got another one. Can we talk now? <laughs> Absolutely. But for one championship yeah. in a phenomenal year, let's just sit there, smell it, ingest it, and just look at it as a, as a fan. Something I cannot do physically, mentally. Well, Matt, Matt, we're losing Matt. I, I think we may have lost Matt. Matt, we appreciate it, though. That was, great that was a great call. And, and let me tell you, Matt, Andre Snelling's happily married. He's got three children of his own. <laughs> Jordan Cornette, happily married, three kids of my own. Don't need your wife's number. Do love <laughs> the conversation, though, Matt, in all honesty. Matt made some great points. Appreciating the moment, absolutely understand that. Uh, but there's something to be said about the opportunity and seizing it for it, these Denver Nuggets because of what the landscape of the league looks like right now. Job Morant, suspension coming down with him. Lakers in search of a third star. Star. Heat, their biggest competitor this season, met him in the finals. Uh, we know that Jimmy Butler needs somebody else, and that's where we'll go next. Call or stay on the line. We do have that question still out there. I see Curtis in North Carolina. We'll get to you soon. Dre in Houston, we'll get to you soon as Great well. Day. Join the conversation on the CC call-in line, one say espn Are the Nuggets the next NBA dynasty? Curtis, will get to you. Dre, we'll get to you. Also coming up, are we nearing the end of this run in Miami? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. No team in NBA history's waited longer. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets are finally NBA champions. The last step is after your champion is to be a dynasty. So we're not satisfied. We accomplished something this franchise has never done before. And I think we just showed through 16 playoff wins what we're capable of on the biggest stage in the world. I'm not really an optimistic guy, but that gave me a hope that we can do something. Doing something indeed, the Denver Nuggets, your NBA world champions. I'm Jordan Cornette. Alongside me, Andre Snellings, NBA senior writer for ESPN and analyst. We're filling in on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure you join the conversation we're currently having on the CC call-in line, one eight 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 say espn Are the Denver Nuggets the next NBA dynasty? A lot of people involved here. A lot of good thoughts. We're going to get to some of those callers. A reminder, Kenny and Carlin brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Let's go to call in line. Curtis in North Carolina, what it is. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for filling in today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I see it like this. And after watching uh, Joker have an incredible run, in the playoffs, it kind of confirmed it for me that uh, you have to have a versatile big man in order to compete and win a championship. So here's my argument, right? The last four champions, four, well, three of them are versatile big men, right? You got AD, you got Giannis, and you got Joker. There's only about four, arguably five, versatile big men in the league. But that is where the league is going. I know we have got a little oversaturated by Stephen Curry and all these three-pointers. That was cool. But there's no way you're going to win a championship like that anymore. You have to have a, a big man that can play multiple positions and do multiple things on the court. Yeah, Curtis, it's a great point. Also throwing Joel Embiid this year's MVP. I mean, the, the, the new big man isn't your – and look, Shaq was one in a million. Those don't just pop up. But yeah, these new big men, Andre, I think you'll agree, they're these hybrid bigs. There's these versatile guys that check a lot of boxes. Definitely. And with Jokic in particular, he is changing the way that the game is played because he's doing something we've never seen before. You Absolutely. know, having being able to control the whole offense from the top of the key while also being such an excellent shooter, in addition to being a girthy big man that could take you down and score in the paint. Like that kind of changes the game in some ways, analogous to how Steph changed the game by moving the, you know, going so shooting so much further behind the three point line. Like the future generation will watch this and try to emulate what he's doing. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. H-Town down. We ride. Dre, what's good? What's going on, man? What's up, Dre? Dre Day. I'm uh, all right, all right. How you doing today? Doing well, man. Thanks for calling in. What's going on? Man, I was just touching bases on that topic you guys are talking about, man. I feel like giving them the dynasty title, that's a little far-fetched right now. Cause like the caller said earlier, like they just won just this time. Um. 
It's the like potential. Say, yeah, not saying they're a but, dynasty. Dre, not saying they're a dynasty. Do they have the potential to become one, which would be oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most two or three championships? Most definitely. With the, with the core squad they have right now, if they find a way to keep it together and don't break them up, man. Really, man, it really could have got ugly for any team they played against, honestly. Yeah, it, it really been did. Celtics or, or, or Milwaukee, it would have, because size-wise, they're killing everybody, man. Then you got Joker. He's like almost a freak of nature to a certain extent. When he gets the ball yep. in his hand, he can do whatever he want to do. Spot up, shoot, find somebody that's open, hold it. You know, it's like you can't really, you can't really win against them. Dre, you're absolutely right, man. We appreciate the phone call. Dre says it. I mean, the length of this group, how dominant they were, not really a team was standing in front of them here in 2023. That's why they are your world champion. Chris in Richmond, uh, he, he's straddling the fence here. Chris, what's up? I think we just lost Chris. Okay, we had a good one from Matt in Durham. Let's move down the road. Nathan in Raleigh. Nathan, what's going on? Yeah, hey, hey guys. What's up, How you guys doing? First time, first time caller. Um, my question is, or my statement is like, you know, with Mike Malone winning his first championship for the Nuggets, you know, how how will he fare in the next couple of years? Like, who, like will he be fired? You know, because I've seen like, you know, <laughs> like for, for example, Nick Nick uh, Nurse was fired for years after winning the championship in twenty in twenty in twenty nineteen, and Mike Budenholzer was fired in after winning the championship in twenty twenty one. So I mean, like, what's the what's the what's the projection for for Mike Malone? Nathan, we appreciate we appreciate the call and the question. Andre, don't you hate it here? I mean, it's a legitimate question from Nathan <laughs> in is. terms of the, the history has shown us. Uh, it's illegitimate in terms of Michael Malone's just fine what he's doing. There's nothing in the foreseeable that could put him in that position. But the league we're in, I mean, we're getting lambasted for talking potential dynasty. Here Nathan is going doom and gloom. <laughs> could be out of a job. I hate that that could even be presented, but obviously Coach Michael Malone set up for great success. Yeah, he is set up for great success. And I mean, it is a legitimate question because there were rumbles that if he didn't have this type of success, was there going to be a push to try to get him out of town? And not just Nurse and not just Bud. At one point, like three of the last four NBA championship coaches all were fired as of this offseason. But you look at his second and third most important pieces, and those were two injury-riddled guys. I mean, two postseasons missed from Jamal Murray, two back surgeries, two full seasons gone from MPJ. Healthy, this group has their identity, has their culture. It's clear who they are. AJ in L.A. quickly on Denver's core. With Denver's core is going to hinge on player retention and player development. I know what some of the players that they have now and the role that they have the younger players that they want to develop want to get more time. So with some of these players, if their egos get in the way, they may want out because they see the potential of not playing or not getting the most money. Yeah, AJ, it's a good point. We'll, we'll see. I just believe this is an egoless group in Denver that is poised to chase more. They seem like a simplistic group that knows who they are. So we'll talk more on the other side about the Miami Heat and what Jimmy Butler needs to add for them to chase once more. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.